Deep Whimsy. I'm your host, Uncle D. My stories are 50% bullshit and the rest is questionable, but at least they're honest. and done. Now many, many years ago, long before we forgot when, there was a perfect place. This perfect place was found deep, deep in the forests, and it was such a lovely pond, practically a lake. The waters were crystal blue, and lovely willow trees surrounded its banks. And in the middle of that perfect place resided perfection herself, and perfection was a swan. She resided here, surrounded by beauty incarnate, enchanted from the waters, blessed by the skies. Perfection reigned. Sadly, though, perfection was not alone, for she was hunted by that old cat. Now, old cat didn't originally reside in the perfect place to hunt perfection. But one day, as Old Cat was wandering between the worlds, as cats are known to do, he happened to stumble there, and he saw her. She looks tasty, he said, and the hunt began. Now, Perfection had a few tricks up her sleeve, this is true, being a magical creature, but like all things, well, they get tired. And as time passed, Perfection, she didn't know what to do with herself. Sure enough, she could escape his grasp most of the time, but her bones were getting weak. Her feathers were getting a little fringed from her, his claws, snatching at the last second. Will a champion come? She said, and lo, over the hill, a champion approached. Now, let's be fair. Calling him a champion is, well, in any sense of the word, humorous. He was just a simple man coming back from a war, lucky to survive, barely with his skin, and not much money in his pocket. But Perfection had to have a champion, and this man would just have to do. Young man, she called, young man, come to me, I pray to you, come, and I will give you all the riches in the world. Now the young man, he knew that if a swan starts talking to you, it's probably a good idea to listen. And so he made his way to Perfection as quick as he could. Yes, milady. What can I do for you today? Young man, I am being tormented by a terrible old cat. He tries to eat me every night. I know I could vanquish him with all my powers if I could just get one night's worth of rest. Would you stay and watch over me for the night? If you do this one thing, I will give you all the riches in the world. Of course, milady, said the young man. And so he watched over her. And as the sun set in the sky, the young man stretched up against a tree, and perfection lay down to sleep. Our young man did fairly well, and he stayed up well past 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and wouldn't you know it, sound asleep. Now, old cat, he'd been biding his time. He'd seen the young man. He'd watched perfection. He heard the plan, but he knew. He knew it wouldn't be too long. The young man was tired. And as he creeped up slowly, up to perfection, his claws extended and barely grasped her feather right before she 
flew to the middle of the lake, and there she waited until sunrise. The next morning, when the young man awoke, he realized what he had done. He looked about frantically for perfection, and he saw her sitting in the middle of the lake. Milady, he cried. Milady, I'm terribly sorry. I've been marching all these miles, fought in a horrible war. That's the first good night's rest I've had in any amount of time. Please, milady, if you're all right, just say so. I'll do anything, ma'am, anything. She found mercy on the boy, and they agreed to the same terms yet again. And as the sun set in the west, the young man propped himself up against a different tree, and so perfection nestled her head under her wing and went down for another night's rest. Now our young man did better this time, far better, it's true. He stayed up well past 10 o'clock, well past midnight, but when 2 o'clock came around, fast asleep. Now old cat, he'd been waiting, and he came creeping up slowly, behind a bush here, behind a blade of grass here, and right when his mouth was about to go around her neck, she beat him off with her wing and flew back to the middle of the lake there to await sunrise yet again. Well, the young man, he awoke the next morning with the first rays of sunlight and realized what he had done. Milady, milady, I, I'm so sorry. Young man, I have tried this twice and I cannot survive another night like this. I will tell you this, if you protect me just one night, one night all the way through, why, I will give you all the treasures of the world. But if you fail me, I will devour your very soul. And the young man, with all earnesty, said unto her, Why, it's all did and done, mum. Did and done. I will watch over you. There is no doubt. Well, our young champion did far better this night than any of the previous. He stayed well up past 1 a.m., 3 a.m., and when 5 a.m. hit, he began snoring right before the first rays of the sun. The next morning, he awoke, and there at his feet laid a pile of bones and bloody white feathers. And he did what any rational human being would do when they make deals with spirits. He got the hell out of there and ran straight into the forest. The champion ran and ran and ran as fast as he could, not paying attention to which way he went, slapping into branches, tripping over roots. And finally, he came to a stream. And there at that stream, why, there was a little old woman trying to cross. Mother, can I help you cross? Why, yes, that would be lovely, she said. And so, being the kind soul that he was, took the woman by her hand and gently helped her across to the other side. Well, thank you, she said. I've got something for you here in me purse. And she went inside of the bag at her side and pulled out a crimson white feather stained with blood. And she began dancing about him and cackling. Did and done, is it? Did and done, is it? Well, Again, our brave hero did what all brave heroes do when faced with sheer terror. And he ran, and he ran, and he ran even further until he came out onto the main road. 
and he followed the road into a lovely little town and found himself a place to calm his nerves, perhaps quench his thirst. And as he sat at the table in the inn, he called for a tankard of ale, and the barmaid brought him a nice mug, plopped it onto the table in front of him, and he drank deeply. And as he drank, he noticed a tickle in his throat and plucked out a crimson white feather stained with blood in his mind it echoed did and done is it did and done unable to contain his terror any longer he ran headlong back into the forest not paying attention to where he was going and he tripped and he fell into a deep bog his hands clutched the sides but he could not get out not far from him he could spy a young boy the boy seemed to be fishing in a pond not too far away. Young man! You! Young man! Come help me! He cried. I can't, my lord. I can't do it. No, sir. But please! It, it won't take much. All you've got to do is... There's a big dead branch right over there. Just throw it to me. I won't tell anybody you helped. The young boy approached him. His head tilted as he surveyed the situation. I can't do it, my lord. But why? Why can't you help? He said as he started going under the bog. Why, it's all didn't done, my lord, said the boy, as he turned into the ugliest little duckling you ever saw in your life. 